All right, we're going to talk to Bernard. Good. All right, we'll talk to him, folks. His stepdad, he's terrific. We've had him on. Because uh, that's the biggest thing. All this other stuff will be settled. But it's really people want to know how J- Jamal Gonzalez um, is feeling. And there's been a lot of rumors about his condition. And in and, and which I... Okay, here he is. All right, folks, joining us right now. And he's uh, just terrific. He is the stepfather for Jamal Gonzalez. It's our friend uh, Bernard Tribble. Good afternoon, Bernard. Good afternoon, John. Bernard, um... First of all, thoughts and prayers continue with you, your family, obviously, your wife, Jamal's uh, mom. Uh, the number one thing that people are asking me, just how is his physical condition? So all the other stuff will be dealt with. All the other stuff I understand people have an interest in. But the people that, that I talk to and the main concern uh, on this program is just how, how is he doing? Okay, um, since the last time we talked... Um it was swelling. I guess every time they lay him down, his brain swells. So they had to go in and enter another tube because what the doctors were trying to prevent was if this didn't work, then they would have to remove pop up his skull because of the swelling. His reflexes are good. They said um, it's called a DSI, and it's different ones: one, two, and three. And he's a two. It's a serious head um, injury. Okay. So right now, there's no changes. Uh, my wife did go and see him. Um, she asked to squeeze her hand. He did. Oh, wow. His hair rolled down his eye. And, um, oh, boy. That's fantastic. I got to talk to him. Got to talk to him uh, you did? FaceTime. Wow. Yes, because she was visiting, and um, I had her FaceTime. Because we're trying to get the family, like the brothers and the sisters, uh, starting to go now. Because my wife's giving them their spot, so... They can talk to him and bring up the past so he can, you know, hear their voices and everything. And uh, I have to admit, it, it really it really broke me up to see the kid like that. You know, like I've known him most of his life. You know, the top of his head where the tubes are coming out is really black and blue. And it's just sad to see him playing in that state. He's alive, though. He's alive. Yes, he is alive. He is alive. Wow. He's young. He's a fighter. You know, he has some good things in his on his favor. He's young, strong spirit. You know, and he has just a lot. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. All the people that you know know him and don't know him that are praying for him. Yes. Now, did you, Bernard? Did you actually get to go in and see him, or did your wife just uh, did his mom like were you Facetimed on the phone, or did you actually go and get to physically see him? No, she FaceTimed me on the phone. Okay, okay. And, I mean, if if his, if your wife said, Jamal, if you can hear me, squeeze my hand, and he squeezed her hand. I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, but that, that sounds a lo- hell of a lot better than where we were just a few days ago. Yes, you know, um, they just had a conference with the doctor. You know, the doctor, you know, had his professionalism. He has to tell him what the... You know what might happen. What's the outcome? But what he did give him as good news is it might have been the worst head trauma. But also, he says, "I can't tell you how it's going to end because everybody's different." Okay. Well, if if it if I'm hearing you correctly, and again, folks, we're speaking with Bernard, who is uh, Jamal Gonzalez's stepfather. Who he's going to be modest, but I've heard you. You have I know from talking to people that. You've played a very intricate role in his being, and I've heard, and you should know that. People that love you, love Jamal, said, listen, 
Bernard is his, no disrespect to his biological, but, you know, people see you as, listen, he loves you, you love him, you guys have a very, very special relationship. But from what I understand, if it's on a scale of one, two to three, as far as trauma, and he is a two, is that that is one the worst or three is the worst? Three's the worst. Okay. Wow. Well, and that's the thing is it would seem that the rest of his body, thank God, seems to be healthy. It's really just the head trauma. Yes, it's just the head trauma. Like I said, the refluxes are there. Every time they hit a chest, his refluxes, they're there, which is a really, really good sign. And um, he just went for a second MRI, which they couldn't do because of the swelling. Okay. And that's how they, you know, diagnosed that he had the DSI number uh, two. Hmm. And and so, oh, so because of the MRI, they were to determine more about the extent of the injury. Yes. Oh, I see. Well, that's very important then. Yeah, they couldn't do it at first because of the swelling and right. stuff. And he wasn't so stable. So he's been really stable so that they were able to do the MRI on him. Now, what about his uh, fiance? Was she able to get in to see him? She sees him every day. Wow. Um, she goes a couple of nights because she has school, but she sees him every day because, you know, she's a big part of his life. Yes. You know, just like just like the mother, you know, they take turns. Uh, my wife and his, um, his father, they take turns, you know, and um, so now what's happening is that my wife's giving up her spot to the sisters, yep. you know, she did it to with one of the brothers that were close to him. He went up and seen him. They get two hours, and now the sister went today. So you know, because they've been dying to see him. We had one more sister to go see him and stuff. Talk and about just talk about his sisters, Bernard. Because you know, I mean, it, this I, I can't even imagine what they're going through. The state that he is in. Jamal had this. You know, he's he's like a larger than life. He lights up the room. He's so outgoing. He's so, you know, just his nature. Talk a little bit about his sisters. Okay, he has the youngest one right now. My daughter who's 13. And, um, you know, she she's a very beautiful little girl. You know, she but the thing about it, she's at that age. She really doesn't show a lot of emotions. Well, since this happened... You know, how she found out before we could tell her was through a uh, school school friend. She called my wife up right away and was like, why didn't you tell me? She sleeps with his uh, sweatshirt on that says Justice for Jamal every night. You know, it's really hitting her hard because they had a relationship where they played with each other a lot and teased each other. <laughs> then he has a, a sister, Marissa, and a sister, Kayla. Marissa uh, recently just came back from Missouri. She hasn't seen him because she has to quarantine. And his sister Kayla, him and his sister Kayla have a really, really tight bond. Uh, Marissa has a tight bond with his fiance, so they're all together. But with Kayla, he has more of a bond with. And um, it's just tearing them up. You know, it's as soon as they get to talking about him or anything, just, it just breaks them up. Like, I know way Kayla is right now in the hospital seeing him. I know she's crying. She's probably on the phone with her mother. Hmm. Because, you know, 
to see your your brother like that. I mean, they didn't even tore me up on FaceTime. Like I, I had to play to tell Tia, like I have to go. I can't. I can't do it. Mm. You know, I can't see him like this. You know, and I ended up calling back to say goodnight to him and stuff. And just it's just really tough on the family right now. Not a lot of people like my wife the kids they're not even sleeping you know they're all over the place and it's like i have to stay strong for them right now again folks we're speaking with bernard who's so terrific and a class act and the stepdad to jamal gonzalves who is giving us good news though i know they're saying you know not out of the woods but just from where he was so i guess he's technically not in a coma if if you can facetime and he's responding and at the very least can can hear people do we do we know can he see or is it really right now we can just hear no i i don't know they're still saying he's in a coma but he's oh. responsive okay a little bit yeah um, sometimes he moves his mouth sometimes he tries to open like the uh my wife says he plays peekaboo with his right eye huh okay but well, um they are about to take the breathing tube out of him they are wow yes he is breathing on his own so they're gonna take that out I guess they're going to do a trachea just in case they need to go back in if something comes up. So Hmm. it's all good news. That's all good news. Now, right now, Bernard, are there any plans to move him uh, or is he going to stay there for now? Because there there are in Massachusetts, they do have more of a specialized head trauma unit facility that, you know, they are more geared for something like that. What, what did happen was he was in a trauma floor. Okay. He's, trauma, he's in the Neuro's uh, Trauma Center now in the Rhode Island Hospital. They do have separate ones. And he's in the Neuro one right now, which is good, where the doctors deal with Neuro and brain damage and all that more than the other trauma center, uh, floor did. Oh, okay. Well, that's- so he's there right now, and there's no talks of moving him to anywhere else. Well, then, then that that is a, a very very good sign, and um, I also want to Bernard. You, you know, I I sometimes judge people on who obviously their friends are. You have some wonderful friends. You have some beautiful friends. Obviously, our friend Divine. But I'd like to just give you an opportunity. Just in situations like this, when you're in the middle of a hurricane and you're thrown into the the middle of the ocean, you know. And it's dark and you're in the middle of a storm. People come out and your friends come out and strangers and acts of kindness. I just want to give you a moment to recognize some people that have been kind to you and your family. Okay. So is there anyone you want to mention who out of nowhere has stepped in and, and just offered you the support or done something or anything like that that you want to My recognize? Friend, uh- Go ahead. My friend Divine. Oh yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's the my best. best friend. Oh yeah, and um, like I've been there for him, and he's been there for me from day one, big time. You know, I can't oh, yeah. even explain the support behind him. He calls me every day to make sure we call each other. If we miss a couple of days, we call each other. You know, we constantly check on each other. And like once he heard this about my stepson, he was off and running, making the phone calls. Oh yeah. Speaking rally happened yep. and everything and I can't even say no more. He's been my right hand man, you know, and uh he's always been Divine is a is a he's an incredible person. What about some of the, your friends and family down in the Newport Middletown area? Oh my mother. 
Oh, good. My mother every day calls me, or texts me to just ask how he's doing, if there's anything she can do. You know, my brother asks my sister. You know, even my nephew and uh, niece, it was funny. Uh, that's how they discovered I was on TV doing the rally because my nephew, AJ, was like, look, it's Uncle Bernard on the, he's on the TV, look at him. Hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of people, and just the a community. We have a lady that just donated to him that owns a brewery. I forgot her name, and I would love to thank her. Okay, Just donated $12,000. Holy cow, that's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. we'll have to find out. Let's find out who that is. I want to. I want to publicly thank her. Yeah, that is incredible. See how people step up, Bernard. I mean, they yes. do. You know, and it's a reflection on you, and your beautiful wife, and uh, and and Jamal, and and people coming together. By the way, I also Friday night had the opportunity by phone to speak with Jamal's uh, cousin Jalen, and he also he's a he's a really good guy. We had a very brief private. But very, very good conversation. And, uh, you know, and he went out to show his support. And that's unfortunate what happened with that situation. But um, but just it's um, they're, they're very nice people and everyone that knows you and your wife and so forth. Um, talk a little bit about your wife. This this is this is tough. This is this is her son. This is her baby. Well, me and Tia, we first met when we were teenagers. Yep. We ended up breaking up and uh, we went our own ways. And then 20 years later, we got back together. Wow. She is the most supporting, caring, and loving woman I have ever met in my life. Yeah. I mean, I can't even say so much about it. She's there, and especially when it comes to her children. Like, there's no, I mean, if there was a decision between me and her children, it'd be uh, the children. Right. <laughs> and just, you know, watching her go through this. It's like, I have to stay strong for her because she breaks down. And yeah. it just, it's hard. It just looked, it's brutal. Her mining, she hasn't, she took a uh, leave of absence from work. And she doesn't even, I'm talking about a woman that works at a casino that knows numbers. And right now, she can't even add stuff because her mind's everywhere. Yeah. What take take me through again though? And again, folks, it's John DePietro. We're going to let him go in a moment, but just Bernard, I want you to know that like everywhere I go, people the first thing they ask, they mention, they heard you and I talking. They say he's you know he sounds like such a caring, compassionate, uh, you know, just terrific individual. And everywhere I go, people say, "What's the latest on Jamal?" So it's just um, you know, there's so many people praying for him, but. It, just take us through that you, you had a chance to FaceTime with him. Yes, um, you know, when I said to my wife, uh, you know, she was telling me about how they, they talked to him and tell him different things he did as a child and different things. And um, so I told her, I said, um, you know, I haven't seen him yet. You know, um, just a little history on my, you know, myself. I uh, lost my 22-year-old son. Going on five years now to an overdose. So, oh my um, to see actually another like son of mine going through this, I needed to speak to him. I needed to see him, and um, a lot of emotions came back up, you know. And um, just seeing him like that, we're talking about a kid that skateboard. We're talking about how he snowboard off the roof of one of our apartment buildings we were living at, and mm. um, the way 
he rides dirt bikes, street bikes, just an incredible kid. And just to see him laying in that state and not, not moving and not responding, it's it's really hot. It's really hot. And was was he, could you tell, was he responding to you talking to him? No. Oh, okay. He wasn't. Okay. Well, but you never know. It goes in and out. He could have been... You know, yeah, I'm sure he's also receiving different medications. He could have been sedated in in somewhat. Yeah, um, that night too. So when I talked to him, yeah. And what about how how is the swelling on his? How is the swelling on his head? It's good. It hasn't swelled up. Okay. They know that if they lay him back down, that's what makes the swelling go up. But okay. uh, they have him sitting up right now, and the swelling is going down. Oh, that's very positive then. Oh, good. Well, Bernard, boy, you're making us feel better. Um, what else did the doctor? I mean, I don't want to say we're out of the woods yet because we're not out of the woods yet. But the doctor said everyone reacts different differently to this. Yes. Sounds like the MRI was was big. Yes, it was big because they they could tell what state trauma head trauma it was. Yeah, you know, um, and like you said, it's a day to day thing. You know, it can change. You know, like that. You know, they're not put. They're not talking about you know uh, a timeline of when he's going to wake up. You know, it's just it's a day by day thing. Hmm. Well, listen, everyone, um, everyone is praying for him. Everyone's thinking about him, um, it, and at the same time, you know, you and your family, you you need you need prayers. You need, as you say, that strength. It's 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 devastating what it physically emotionally and mentally does on the family as you talked about your wife his his siblings i mean it's it's everyone it's not just he's the only one feeling the pain it takes it takes an emotional toll and bernard you you have tremendous courage to share with us about your your 22 year old son so this is boy that is not easy at all and that was did you say that was how long ago five years ago my goodness and what was his name his name was Brandon. And tell me tell me about Brandon. What happened was, Brandon was a good kid. Uh, like a follower, you know. You know one week he was a, uh, a blood. You know, he was this, he was that. But he was a kid with a, a golden heart. He struggled with opiates. You know, he started off with pills. And then he got to the heroin. And what happened was, we ended up getting him into, uh, he got arrested, we talked to the judge, and they made him go to a drug program. Um, went to the drug program, he graduated, or he left, excuse me, he left. He came back home, and um, he was doing his GED. He was walking home, and he stopped at a church. Come to find out, it was a Bible study, so he got into it. And um, he was doing good, and what we believe what happened was, he thought he could... Um, actually go into selling it and dibble dabble while he was doing it um it was october 15th 2014 two days before his mother's birthday which was october 17th and um what happened was um you know he was very fidgety that day early in the day she asked him what was going on of course he snapped on her i was like why you you know always picking on me so what happened was um Later that night, I texted him about 10 of 10 at night, and that's how we was doing. He said, fine, Dad, I'll talk to you, you know, towards the weekend. And that was it. So I ended up going to bed. But, like, around 10.30, uh, Jamal 
Bill's dog, Blaze, starts barking crazy. So I'm like, all right, calm down. And I got a phone call. It was, my phone kept ringing. It was about 12 o'clock. And um, I answered it. And my ex-wife was crying. And I thought, maybe, you know, my son got into a fight with her fiance. And she was like, Brandon's dead. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? And she was like, Brandon's dead. You need to get to the Tarot Hospital. And uh, our mother ended up giving me a ride up there. I was met by uh, a Tarot detective and a state trooper detective. What ended up happening is my wife, my ex-wife was going to bed and she seen his light on and she went in there to tell him, so, you know, you need to go to get to sleep. You got work. She opened the door and that's when she found him on the floor. Oh, my goodness. She ran out the house. There was a state trooper, mass state trooper, lived down the street, got him. By the time they administrated two things of Narcan, he was gone. So when I got to the hospital, the detective showed me the bag. And, you know, I could clearly see that, you know, he was tempted on, you know, he must have tried it out. And um, So terrible. Then they they let me see him. Oh, my goodness. You know, to see your 22-year-old son on a bed dead is, I can't even explain how I feel. You know, to this day, I still grieve. You know, he's my only biological child. He was born on Christmas, oh. you know. But the good thing at the end is he, he did have a son, a grandson, so I see him. Oh, wow. And he looks just like him. He does. Wow. So it's, it's tough. And now I'm going through this with my stepson. And even with the death of my son really impacted Jamal, too, because Jamal, like, he couldn't even go and see him. Like yeah. at the funeral, he couldn't even go up there. He's like, I, "Do I have to go up there? I don't want to see him like that." And he told Jamal, "Oh, you don't have to." It's also Bernard. I'm going to let you go in a moment. Again, folks, we're speaking with them. Bernard Tribble, who's the stepfather for um, Jamal Gonzalez. But obviously, new news that came out today that really caught everybody off guard was that the um, they they thought that that uh, Jamal might have been overdosing. And tried to use Narcan. I mean, that is um, that really caught everyone off guard today. Yeah, and he's not right. He does not do drugs. No, no. It just shows it was the level of head trauma that he had that they didn't they didn't know. But Bernard, listen. Um, everyone is thinking of you. Everyone is thinking of your wife. Um, listen, I you, you have enough people around you. Thank you for updating us, and everyone will just continue their prayers and uh, thinking of Jamal. And I just want to thank everybody for their love, their support, and their prayers. It means a lot to me. All right, folks. Bernard Triple, again, stepdad to uh, Jamal. Bernard, be well, and we'll talk soon. Okay, take care, John. All right, thank you. The very.